Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... The first thing that I would say is, you know, get involved. I mean, universities, if they are current students, um, academics working in Australian universities, they really believe that that there is no better environment to learn and to gain these skills because universities by their nature are built on cultures of discovery. Mm. They bring together people from around the world. So you get this amazing diversity of perspective. And also they provide a really safe environment for testing ideas. Uh, And so my advice would be to look to see what's out there. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 240 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Jessica Gallagher. Dr. Jessica Gallagher is the Pro Vice-Chancellor of Global Engagement and Entrepreneurship at the University of Queensland, where she's responsible for the continued development and implementation of the university's global strategy and partner engagement framework. She leads a number of key institutional partnership activities, strategic engagement events, business development opportunities, and a wide range of programs designed to create change in global communities and to extend the university's reputation and reach. Dr. Gallagher also leads the ongoing development of UQ's entrepreneurship strategy, encompassing high-level oversight of UQ Ventures, the umbrella brand for the university's suite of entrepreneurial activities and programs. Her leadership is expanding links with local, national, and international entrepreneurship ecosystems. Jessica is an adjunct senior lecturer in UQ's School of Languages and Cultures. She holds a PhD in Comparative Cultural Studies from UQ, and is a graduate of the Australian Institute of Company Directors. Dr. Gallagher is also a director on the board of the Kokoda Track Foundation, where she provides expertise and supports the Kokoda Track Foundation to improving the lives and futures of Papua New Guineans. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Jessica's insights into entrepreneurship education and improving diversity and equality in the startup ecosystem. So Jess, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much, Tom. Really appreciate the opportunity to have a chat. Great. So Jess, to start things off, could you please share a little bit about your background and what was it that led to your passion in entrepreneurship and global engagement? Yeah, sure. So um, as you mentioned in my very long bio, and I'm sorry that you had to read all of that out. It's um, a good one, Jess. (laughs) I hold a, a PhD in comparative cultural studies. So I've always been really interested in the ways that different groups come together. So with a particular focus on um, the way that minority cultures have to engage with mainstream society. So I think it was part of my research studies that really gave me this burning desire to, to build a career within higher education. And I've been really fortunate to have had an opportunity to work across both the academic and professional streams of the university. In fact, I'm one of those really fortunate people that's able to keep 
my toes in both sides of the business. Mm. Um, I, I really thoroughly enjoy working with students, um, but equally, I love building global partnerships and taking Australian research and talent to the world. Uh, so I've been working in the international space now for about seven years. And in 2018, uh, UQ's entrepreneurship programs were added to my portfolio. And I didn't have a background in entrepreneurship, so I had to learn really fast. Yep. But I found that the energy and ideas from the team was so contagious. And I have to say now that we have a really entrepreneurial team now in terms of the tools and mindsets really feed into our approach to planning, delivery and evaluation, um, and very much looking at how we can support the communities um, with which we engage. Mm, fantastic. It's certainly a great team that you've got at UQ there and some really high energy within UQ Ventures and, and the broader entrepreneurship activities. So as Pro Vice-Chancellor then at UQ, can you please tell us a little bit more about UQ's focus and the purpose of the educational and entrepreneurship opportunities that you're involved in, Jess? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if um, COVID-19 has taught us anything, it's that knowledge itself won't suffice in an increasingly interconnected world. Mm. And so we really believe that it's the application of knowledge and the capabilities that support it that will really equip our graduates to be in a position to chart their own path and to drive innovation across a diverse range of industries and sectors. So in uh, March 2019, so just actually almost two years ago now, we launched um, a new entrepreneurship strategy for the university that was focused on creating a hub for innovators, leaders, and entrepreneurial minds who challenge and accelerate ideas to deliver economic, social, cultural, and environmental impact. Our understanding of entrepreneurship is very inclusive, and we have a strong focus on social entrepreneurship, uh, uh, ensuring diversity across our programs, and encouraging female founders. And so within our entrepreneurship strategy, we're really looking at how we can inspire a venturing spirit, support our community with building an entrepreneurial mindset, empowering our venture creators and fostering enterprising partnerships. So, and in support of all of these objectives, we've created and expanded uh, a suite of programs under the broad banner of UQ Ventures, which provides opportunities for our students, so current, future, uh, staff, alumni, as well as other external stakeholders to engage in uh, training and workshop programs that are from early ideation, so just getting a general understanding about what entrepreneurship means and how you might be able to, to utilise those tools through to validation and understanding where your idea might have a market um, and then an accelerator program as well that's really about supporting startups to take that next step. But I should say that entrepreneurship for UQ isn't just about startups. It's not just about founders. We also really um, are supporting those around the intrapreneurship. So mm. building a mindset which will enable them to become positive disruptors, irrespective of um, the industries that they're looking to, to move into. It's a really important piece as well. And one thing that I've certainly observed from the outside, Jess, is that you have a really a, a strong passion for supporting women in entrepreneurship. And in August of 2020, you wrote a piece for Smart Company, which basically outlined the underrepresentation of women, particularly within the startup ecosystem. So I'm really keen to hear a little bit more about some of the research that you've highlighted and where you see opportunities to basically improve diversity and equality within this ecosystem. 
Sure. Yeah, look, I think that um, the, the challenges um, or the barriers to female founders and female leaders is um, really well documented and mm. unfortunately it is systemic. Um, there are some great recent pieces that have been released by the Australian government in terms of their Boosting Female Founders Initiative. Yep. Um, the Australian Academy of Science uh, launched um, a piece that around the impact of COVID-19 on women in the STEM workforce. Harvard Business Review talks a lot about the lack of diversity on boards, the challenges for female founders in the startup ecosystem, as well as actually the importance of the female economy and questions why businesses aren't taking this more seriously. There's also, um, uh, as I indicated in my um, Smart Company article, the Wade Institute of Entrepreneurship uh, reports a lot about the themes of underrepresentation of women in entrepreneurship. Mm. Uh, talks about unconscious gender biases, low confidence, underrepresentation in high growth industry. So, you know, the issues are there. Um, the research is there. You know, it's not that this is a surprise to anybody. Um, I think that the challenge is, is knowing how to address it. And yeah. this is where I see that the higher education sector really plays an important role uh, in supporting the Australian startup ecosystem with not only generating new ideas and innovation and entrepreneurial thinking, but addressing those uh, gender imbalances and the lack of diversity in the ecosystem. Mm. So we have been really focused on uh, supporting uh, female founders and future leaders. Um, and we introduced a program in 2018, uh, which is called Lead Hers. Uh, and it's a program that sort of brings together entrepreneurship skills and training, but also around, uh, with a number of activities that are around building networks, building confidence and providing opportunities for participants to talk through some of these challenges and collectively to come up with some ideas and solutions. Mm. But of course, diversity for us doesn't just mean what gender you are. Um, for us, uh, diversity is also uh, where you come from. And we found that, um, unfortunately, that a lot of the accelerator programs at universities have are dominated by mostly male um, from uh, European Caucasian backgrounds and often um, only or quite exclusively within engineering and IT or business fields. And yeah. so we're really focused on looking at not only how we can increase diversity, so encouraging our international students, ensuring that we're getting more females into our programs, but also really looking at ways that we can expand in terms of disciplines. So it's um, entrepreneurship. It's not just the domain of, of business students and yep. engineering students. It, it really does apply to all sectors. And so engaging students, whether they're humanities and social sciences or those that are pursuing careers in health sciences, um, as well as you know, some of the other sort of more traditional pathways into entrepreneurship, that's something that we're that we're really focused on. Mm, yeah, we find that um, mentoring is a really big component of that because um, when we talk to some of um, our students and, and inquirers to you know why they haven't necessarily engaged with the ventures programs, a lot of it is that they just don't know that they they can, mm. um, and also this sort of sense of self doubt. Um, and the need to be able to see others, see yourself, I guess, in those programs. So being able to have tangible examples of people just like you. And so you have those um, footprints to follow, I guess. 
yeah, some great insights there, Jess, and um, can absolutely see how that entrepreneurship piece really does belong, you know, university-wide. And you, you spoke yourself just earlier a little bit about, um, you know, what the universities can learn from an entrepreneurial approach. And this year particularly, we know, has seen the tertiary institutions responding to this huge COVID-19 challenge and having to basically rapidly adapt business models to to survive, essentially. So what are your observations then and your experience working within this tertiary education sector in Australia right now when it comes basically to some of the key shifts that you've seen, particularly if it were to be around entrepreneurship and business? Uh, so I think what I say that, you know, from crisis comes all kinds of opportunities yeah, yeah. and innovation. And I think that uh, certainly COVID has demonstrated that entrepreneurship and business will be essential in ensuring that we can create jobs mm. uh, for, that are going to benefit our future. So being able to um, look beyond maybe some of the traditional pathways and traditional part uh, sectors to actually focus on um, new industries and new opportunities. And I think that this is where entrepreneurship programs within higher education are so valuable because there's been a lot of conversation in the media around job-ready graduates. Um, I don't personally love the sort of notion of job-ready. I I prefer career-ready or even Mm. future-ready because the fact of the matter is, is that we all know that the jobs of today aren't necessarily going to be the jobs of tomorrow. But more importantly, I think that there, there needs to be a focus also on not only job ready, but more job creating graduates. So the extent to which we can feed into the, into the ecosystem, into the, the, the current environment, individuals who are not only able to um, create businesses and roles for themselves, but have the potential then to provide opportunities for other people. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a lot of uh, research to, to support this insofar as um, the Foundation for Young Australia research um, indicated that enterprise skills can increase speed to full-time work. Yeah. Um, Ciro Data 61 talked about creative thinking and entrepreneurship as being essential to sustaining future workforces. Um, we know that, uh, that there, where there's been exposure to entrepreneurship, this can lead to broader interests and practical skills that are likely to improve individual success. Uh, entrepreneurship is essentially a team sport. Mm. You know, we don't really look at this as sort of from the individuals. And so there are then opportunities to, to work together to um, tackle challenges that sit across discipline areas uh, and to really come up with some amazing new solutions that will benefit broader society. So, so my hope is that we're seeing the need for people to come together from all different sectors to innovate, uh, to find solutions, and that that does require global partnerships, a different attitude, and certainly really strong encouragement for um, entrepreneurship and innovation. Yeah, absolutely. Some great points there, Jess. So to the university students or academics that may be listening right now, what advice would you give to those who are really keen to pursue an idea and turn that into reality? Yeah, so the first thing that I would say is, you know, get involved. I mean, universities, if they are current students, um, academics working in Australian universities, they really believe that that there is no better environment to learn and to gain these skills because universities by their nature are built on cultures of discovery. Mm. They bring together 
people from around the world. So you get this amazing diversity of perspective. And also they provide a really safe environment for testing ideas. Uh, and so my advice would be to look to see what's out there. there there's been enormous growth uh, across the higher education sector for entrepreneurship programs. And as I said, starting from, from the very early, we don't necessarily even have to have an idea. You just have to have, just have to be curious, you know, mm. just be, be in a position to, to look and to see what might be, be out there. So, so find out what is available and uh, get involved. My other suggestion would be to, to talk to founders. Um, so within, again, within the university sector, we've got these amazing researchers who have commercialized their research and we've yeah. got students who have founded their own businesses, you know, some of them even as early as in their high school yeah. days. And so by talking to other founders and innovators, you'll be able to get a sense of, uh, of what that journey looks like, maybe how to avoid some of the pitfalls, um, as well as build a really strong network of people that you can go to and ask when when the times when you do get tough or you need a bit of help or, or there's a bit of data that's not quite working or that yeah. the experiments or that the, the assumptions aren't quite what you thought they were going to be. I found that the ecosystem ha is incredibly generous. People are really willing to help um, those that are sort of coming up uh, and so get out and, and ask uh, and also be prepared to give, of course. Um, and then finally, because I just hear it all the time, and particularly when we talk to some of our female students, just apply, um, yes. get involved. We, we often find that people, when they're you know, looking or considering accelerators or other programs, that because they don't feel that they can tick every single box, they wait. Yeah. You know, that they, they do the extra training and they go to the workshops, but because they haven't necessarily nailed down everything, mm. they don't submit the application. And, and I can tell you that, you know, you just, you don't have to be perfect. The idea doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to know exactly what you're going to do yep. in a year's time or five years time or in 10 years time. If, if you've got an idea and you've got a passion and you feel like there's a problem there that you can solve, just get, in, just get involved, yep. um, submit an application, talk to somebody, but I guess just opt in um, because I think that we can be our own worst enemy and that little voice in the back of your mind that says you can't win when really you can, and um, I, I found certainly with working with my team members is that, as I said, this ecosystem is incredibly generous and in, incredibly willing to, to open up to, to, to everybody with, with a good idea. It's such good advice, Jess, absolutely. And you talk about a number of different founders, and I know there's been a number of great success stories that have come out of UQ. So what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently which you believe are creating some really positive social change? Yeah, uh, look, it's, it's how much time do we have? There's so many yeah. examples that I can give, but I, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, both, I guess, some of the, the University of Queensland's activities as well as what I've seen on the global stage. So um, one example is uh, the success of one of our alumna, Ashley uh, Baxter, who was actually part of our 2019 iLab Accelerator program. And uh, she has a social enterprise startup called Monty, mm. which is a compost monitoring device helping people to both compost well, but also to save the planet from excess methane gas that burning organic materials in landfill will put out. And she was a sole founder um, that just had a, you know, a crazy, crazy idea, but she wanted to make a difference and she is really passionate about environmental sustainability and so wanted to take small steps. And so 
I've been incredibly inspired by Ashley. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm really proud about uh, at UQ is our Lead Hers program, which, as I said, has been really there around supporting our female founders, and it's grown considerably. So um, going from uh, sort of 160 participants in 2018 to more than 360 this year. So mm. we know that there's demand, and we know that we're helping we're helping to make a difference and there's so much more that we can do. We had an absolutely amazing Women and Entrepreneurship Day event yesterday that brought together an amazing panel of founders and alumni and, and investors to talk about some of the challenges and to provide really practical advice as to how we might collaboratively overcome some of these. Uh, from a global um, perspective, I've... Um, been an activator in SHEEO, uh, and so I would like to talk a little bit about this organization. Mm. It started in Canada and is now active across North America, the UK, New Zealand, and Australia. And it's been really about uh, looking at how we support women um, through generosity, through mentoring, uh, and basically supporting the next generation of female leaders wanting to work on the world's to-do list. And there's been some amazing examples of some founders that have been supported through this particular um, initiative with SheEgo um, in Digitel uh, by Michaela Jade, which was Australia's first Indigenous uh, edutech company. Mm. And so I think that it's it's organisations like this that are looking at how we how we change structures, how we change systems, and how collectively we can put our efforts to tackling everything um, from. Uh, from disability and diversity and inclusion issues to environmental sustainability to tackling issues that we have within our healthcare systems to just doing work better, yeah. creating stronger, more inclusive organisations. So there's lots to be optimistic about. I think you don't have to look very far to find inspiration in this space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, Jess. And we'll throw some links in the article to some of those initiatives you've just named. So to finish off then, what books would you recommend to our listeners? Tom, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think that, uh, so look, you know, in the entrepreneurship space, there's always the, the kind of the Bible. So The yeah. Lean Startup by Eric Ries, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Um, but something that I've read just recently um, was Women in Leadership. It was um, Julia Gillard and colleagues. Mm. And, I, and I found that really inspiring insofar as sort of understanding different paths and challenges that, uh, that some of our female leaders have had around the world. Um, another great suggestion, uh, which a colleague actually uh, has just um, put me onto, is a, a book uh, with the title of Good is the New Cool by Afdel Azizi and Bobby Jones. Uh, and, I, and I really like that. It's sort of a, a different way of viewing business. Uh, so happy to, happy to share those with you. But uh, yeah, there, there's, again, there's, 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 there's so much out there at the moment that can support you if you are interested in leadership and innovation and entrepreneurship. Absolutely, there is. And there's some great recommendations there, Jess. So Jess, thank you so much again for being so generous with your insights and time today. And we'll certainly look forward to tracking your journey and the border work that's happening out of UQ. Thanks again. Thank you, Tom. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact 
every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.